Eagle looking great. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name is Anthony. We are the premier podcast for straight to stream and straight to DVD, or at least what should have been those things. Uh, movies, television shows, web originals, YouTube shorts, YouTube originals, fan films, mm-hmm, prestige mm-hmm. television. Give me more. Um, visual entertainment media. <laughs> We are the wise guys we have gone forth. We were given a, a mission we couldn't refuse, and that was to bring sci-fi to the masses. So, Yeah, mostly bad sci-fi. <laughs> my name's Anthony. You said that already. How are you, Chris? <laughs> I'm doing you all distracted right, me with that long and arduous well, intro. What was that? You did this to yourself. Uh, I'm doing just great. I finished up the office remodel, the preliminary stages. Well... I guess the preliminary stages was moving everything out of it, but I finished painting today, so... Nice. Um, if, I see if, you didn't get any paint at all on the light switch cover. Oh, no, I did, actually. Yeah, that was sarcasm. Oh, yeah, okay. I can yeah. see it. Yeah. No, <laughs> all of them. Uh, I plan yeah. on replacing them anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. But, uh, yeah, everything's... Uh, I painted the walls celery root. I don't know if you ever heard of that. No, is that is it green? What What is that? It's white with a little bit of green and a little bit of yellow. Interesting. Okay. And then the wall, sticking with the the food theme, coriander and olive. Oh. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm hungry. (laughs) I, I, well, I I had to work today, but in my free time, I tried to fix my computer. Oh, yes. It seems to be working. We had technical issues yesterday. Yes, we did. Uh, My PC, which we stream from, uh, it died. It it blue screened, I should say, mid sentence on me. So that was fun. Uh, but uh, you know, I up- made sure everything was updated, did a health check, and it found some issues and fixed it or whatever. So I'm trusting the automated processes that fix the things. And uh, you know, it hasn't cut me off yet. We're here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it made for a very long day in between work. Call everyone trying to get stuff done before the long weekend for work, and then dealing with that. So. Uh, hopefully I can remember all of the jokes we made yesterday so we can make the same jokes again. No, we're going to ad-lib it. We're going in. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think we were going to succeed. I just hoped. (laughs) I've got a few, I've got a few stashed that. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah. But, uh, what are we here to watch or talk about what we watched? We already watched it. I hope. (laughs) Yeah. We watched it, uh, uh, for sure. Uh, so last week we reviewed the new, 2022 willow television show and this week we went ahead and watched and for you rewatched the original 1988 lucasfilm cult classic willow which it's really upsetting that they have the same name like there's no subtitle or anything on the tv show which makes it um it's just hard to like i look stuff up and i'm like oh this is for the wrong thing (laughs) Why could they name it Willows? Well, there's only it's because it's his first name, and so yeah. But Fellowship of the Willows, they could have called it Willow Ufgood. You know, kind of like John <laughs> Rambo is the fourth one, right? <laughs> just and then the next series, they just add his middle name. Yeah, Willow, Willow Last Thomas Blood. <laughs> Last Blood, Willow Last Blood, Willow Ufgood Last Blood, <laughs> the Last Sorcerer Standing. Oh, By the man. way, um. I watched the second episode of that show. Oh, no. <laughs> For the audience who's listening, he is uh, his teeth are cringing hard. I, uh, 
you know, I listened to our episode. Did you after it came out, and then okay. I and then I watched the second episode, and, and I I think I figured out what that show is. That Besides show trash. Is, well, what it is is, um, <laughs> hey, look, teenagers, you got it rough, man. You know, especially right now with the, with the way the world is and yeah, where it's I'm going. So, I'm where it's so going. sympathetic uh, to the princess. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but no, but just, I'm not going to give you any spoilers in case you decide to watch it. But I really get spoiler like, ahead. There's just some. There's some stuff with uh with Alora Dannon, and it's just like. Is it super Man. cringe or, or what? It's not like, necessarily cringe. It's just, it's kind of like, you know, you, every once in a while you realize you're looking at life through a different lens. Yeah. And so it just, it yeah. put things into perspective for me. So. <laughs> okay. Sure. But we are, we're not going to talk about the show anymore, hopefully. Please. <laughs> Thank God. But Willow. Yes. Willow. Willow is a 1988 American high fantasy adventure film directed by Ron Howard and produced by Nigel Wool. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and read the second sentence because it's important. The film was executive produced by George Lucas and written by Bob Dolman from a story by Lucas. There's a piece of dust on my monitor that makes it look like he has an umlay. He doesn't. Dolman does not have an umlay. So the cool part about that sentence or those two sentences is one, Ron Howard, and two, George Lucas. Mm. Two of the most influential, I don't even want to say directors, like two of the most influential Hollywood um, filmmakers yeah. well just 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 like is icon the right word to use like yeah you know for them pa- yeah. past george's directing which you know no, people can well. argue all they want about his movies and the way he's directed them but he's in a lot of stuff outside of star wars he had the absolute juice to just be like you know what i'm gonna start a film company called um what's a good name lucas george who am i i'm george luke luke luke, luke lucas film lucas films lucas films and then, you know, just made a whole lot of money. How much money did he sell? Four Lucas billion Films? dollars. Yeah, yeah. Great job. Yeah, yeah. He won capitalism <laughs> Thanks, in that moment, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and then Ron Howard, um, obviously, went on to have a great career. Is this his first movie? No. No. I'm clicking, I'm, I'm clicking on it live. Ooh. We're all watching Ron Howard's... Ooh, gung-ho. Writer, director. Oh, Splash? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scrolling all the way down. All oh, man. GTA to GTA 1. Yeah, no, he's he a lot of things. <laughs> mostly TV. Mostly TV. Oh, yeah. this is all executive producer. Producer. Yeah. I scrolled too far. How is, what is IMDb doing? Yeah, I don't know. This is why I don't you understand. use Wikipedia. Sometimes I just think the filmography Get rid of this. Better. Get rid of this. His first film that he directed is Grand Theft Auto. Came out in 1977. Okay. Yeah, uh, I see a, that. It's a road action comedy film. Not that important, but yeah. definitely his first fantasy shot, right? Outside of Splash. No, Cocoon. <laughs> Cocoon? I don't think I've seen Cocoon. Is it bad? Uh, you know, it's... I don't I don't know. It's got a, I, it's got a sequel. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Let's 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 uh, let's pull the let's pull it back a little bit. Yeah. Uh Willow is sitting at a 7.2 at a 10 star rating on IMDb with over 120,000 ratings. If we break those down a bit, uh, it's got a median of 7, a uh, 7 getting 28% of the votes or the ratings, 24.6 at an 8, uh, and then 6, 9 and 10 all around 11 to 13 and a half, and then everything else is below that. So 120,989 IMDb users Mm -hmm. make it 120,000 
990 users wow. rated this movie. Wow. Influencing Bam. the art that we're reviewing. <laughs> Over on Rotten Tomatoes, this thing is singing at 53% rotten on the tomato meter with a 79% audience score. The critics' consensus, state-of-the-art special effects, and an appealing performance from Warwick Davis can't quite save Willow from its slow pace and generic story. Uh, wrapping these up, and then we'll get some blurbs. Uh, on Metacritic, 47. Metascore, 7.6 user score. I think, yeah, that's that might be the highest rated user score we've ever seen. Uh, and then looking at Letterboxd, rounded out 3.4% or 3.4%, 3.4 stars out of a possible five stars. And then how many Google users recommend this? 80% of Google users like this movie. Very nice. The The blurb from IMDb, a young farmer is chosen to undertake a perilous journey in order to protect a special baby from an evil queen, which I, I mean, it's just so much deja vu since we did get this far in our failed <laughs> recording, uh, but a very accurate blurb. I like that it doesn't give anything away. It's, it's pretty good. I looked it up just to make sure I was thinking of the right thing. Yeah. Peacemaker, 7.6 user score on Metacritic. No, we well. haven't we haven't reviewed Peacemaker, so yeah, we have. No, I've never seen it, so it would be impossible. The John Cena thing? Did we not yeah. talk about it? Nope. Oh, that's right, because I couldn't get you to watch it. You couldn't mm. get me to watch it. Now I remember. Now I'm yep. sad again. Yep. Congratulations. You're welcome. I am only on this podcast to make it as horrible of an experience for you as possible. Is it working? Well, it, well, no, because I got to watch Willow, so it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So. Um, I want to. We can talk about actors and whatnot later. I want to jump right in. Give me your initial thoughts, man. With my uh, my thoughts here. So, uh, for those who who didn't listen to last week's episode or watch the failed stream uh, from yesterday, I've never seen Willow before this. In fact, I'd never seen Willow before watching the Willow TV show pilot, which was not good. So I I really didn't know what to expect going into this. Like I expected it to be better because it would be very difficult for it to be worse. But I didn't know. I just didn't know, right? So I come into this, come into it clean slate, and I absolutely loved it. This is fantastic. Okay. It's not flawless, but fantastic. Warwick Davis gives an outstanding performance. Val Kilmer gives an out. I mean, he he's Val Kilmer. The baby gives a great performance. <laughs> You know the how I feel about child actors. Yeah, this <laughs> you, you know how Chris feels about child actors. All of the supporting cast: uh, Joanne Wally as Sorsha, the the two brownies, little like four inch tall people, fantastic, but hilarious. I uh, the scene in the pub mm-hmm. where he he goes in the pub or the the tavern to try to get some milk for the baby, and the one brownie falls into the the jug of, of beer oh yeah i yeah, laughed yeah. and laughed like it was <laughs> it was really really funny i was not expecting like an old school swashbuckling adventure film okay. which is what this is i think calling it a fantasy film kind of does it a disservice but it, it reminds me of watching old adventure films from like the 60s or whatever with just the right amount of swashbuckling and grandiose stances and the sets were great and all of this. It is a little, uh, the tone of the movie is a bit uneven from scene to scene. 
which is kind of a George Lucas thing to do. So I don't really upset about it, I guess. Uh, I was not expecting with it being PG and mostly being like a kid's movie. I wasn't expecting some of the, I guess we call it gore near the end of the, uh, the movie caught me off guard. Perfectly fine for me, obviously. But if I, I could see not letting a, a young child watch it because of that. So maybe some of the intensity in the action scenes, I'm not sure. Overall, I think that I really like this film. This is good. I'm going to watch it again. Like, I will watch this again. I want to ask you how what your initial thoughts and opinions were, but this is like the 40th time you've seen this movie, so I'm not sure if that's fair. So I think I think it's been like, it's probably my 30th rewatch, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being honest there. Like, I agree with you in a lot of different ways. I think that like the thing that really hit me the most is I saw this when I was young. This is the first time I ever watched it. I watched it probably when most people our age did when I was, you know, eight, nine or 10. Yeah. And so when it comes down to uh, how I feel about the movie is, yeah, no, it's great. I loved it. <laughs> like just like coming back with the, a critical eye. There are some places where, I mean, you talk about the tone shifting. I think it's not so much the tone shifts is, is so much that it's like the dark stuff is really dark like dark dark there's another movie it's like journey to camelot i don't know if you've ever seen this no it's about king arthur obviously but oh, maybe um, actually there's yeah. like a blind guy carrie ells plays mm. and it's like a chick wants to become a knight it's not really important anyways it that's a movie where it's like the dark stuff is really dark like you really get to see like just kind of pure evil like you know is queen bab morta's plan to become an immortal power hungry sorcerer like really that bad eh, like I don't, I mean, like I don't know like if I'm the dudes in the robes like, like I made a note for that later um, these dudes in the robes and they're like alright prepare the child I'm gonna sacrifice it so like, she knows it's a baby right like, <laughs> are you serious like I don't yeah. know I just like maybe they're just so far committed maybe she's got them enthralled I don't know um, but, but yeah that's the only part where I think I might have to dip but yeah, and then the the light stuff is really, really light. Like it's kind of a there's a lot of stuff about this is kind of Tolkien esque in the way that it portrays like the the way that people interact with each other who aren't human. I, I though I never heard I would, humans aren't really rude to hobbits in Lord of the Rings, right? They just they don't even mess with uh, them. Maybe maybe not through. I don't recall. I don't. They don't recall call them, in the books. They don't call them like racist slurs like peck. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know not. what I mean? Like I guess not. No, but it's like the, how they live, like they live in the forest or whatnot. It's 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 really lighthearted. It's really fun. And then yeah, like <laughs> the ending is violent, very violent. There's a lot of blood. Yeah. Like like when they're in the when they're fighting in Tirasleen, like um mm-hmm. when the two headed uh, monster shows. Yeah, yeah. The, oh yeah, yeah. The the two headed monster. That whole bit with the troll like melting into this mass yeah. of whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was so, like, like, whoa. Like Whoa. that's kind of like that's like body horror, not necessarily gore. And there is some blood, but like just at the end, like it's violent. It's awesome. I loved it. <laughs> it, you know, uh, I mentioned this film. I was chatting with some people, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we're watching this, whatever." And someone mentioned that they didn't. Oh, it was about the television show, and I, I mentioned I did not like it. And someone else mentioned the movie and said they never really liked the movie. They felt like it was just Lord of the Rings light like wash wash down and i i don't see it i honestly don't see it like i i get that they're both fantasy films they both have heroes and magic but they're telling very different i mean and they all they both have a macguffin with a little person Mm -hmm. taking the macguffin to wherever it needs to go 
so I, I kind of get like at a, at a high level, but when you get down to it, the tone of the movies is very different. The pace, like not just the movies, but the stories, the pacing of the stories is different. The characters are different. The world building is a, it's very different. Yeah. I mean, uh, don't let the, don't let those three hour films confuse you, ladies and gentlemen, the Lord of the Rings story takes place over eight years. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a that. long time. Like, yeah. It's a long time. It's a war. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they have to walk to, they walk the length of Europe. You think they yeah. do that <laughs> in a month? Please. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I disagree that it's um, Lord of the Rings light. I mean, you can, there's obvious parallels, but it's definitely not even the same. No, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like saying sport. that, yeah, it's like saying that Die Hard and Lethal Weapon are the same movie because they're both cop movies with action in them. And cr- it's on Christmas. Uh-huh. Terrorists. No, it's not the same. <laughs> No, they're not. They're not the, I was gonna, I was waiting for you to argue it, but I was no, like, all right, we can have no, this argument. No, I'm not going to talk it. about no. it. All right, no. fine, fine. You watched the the pilot episode of the Willow TV show, which I know you said you wish that we'd stop talking about, but I'm bringing it back up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you rewatched Willow the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After rewatching the movie, does that change your opinion on the television show at all? Is it is it adjust any of your viewpoints? No, there's so far so much time has passed. Like just in in real time, like IRL time has passed. That there's very few things that would change my opinion of the movie. Oh sure, but nothing is going to change my opinion of the show because it's just not good. Well, before you said it was fun but flawed. You thought it was yeah. a solid six. So I'm saying, yeah. like, I know you're not going to change your opinion of the movie based on the no. show, but no, what changes my opinion of the show is watching the second episode. That's what changed my opinion <laughs> of the show. Fair enough. Uh, but I don't feel any different about it after watching the movie again. So what you're saying is that we should go ahead and just finish that season sure. and yeah. do a third Willow episode. We're we're turning into a Willow. Yeah. We could do every episode. We'll we'll become a Willow podcast for the next Man. six weeks. If that's what the people want, I'll no one wants that. No one wants that. They need. No, one wants that. Need. Yeah. no we're done. We're done. <laughs> Let's talk about some of these actors. Sure. Let's talk about how Warwick Davis is not top billing. Uh, it's kind of bull crap. We've already discussed that. Uh, I think that, uh, I say we've already discussed that. It's not on wax. I think what we, uh, we've we determined is Warwick Davis being second to Val Kilmer. It's Val Kilmer, right? Sure. It's Val Kilmer. Warwick Davis being third behind Joanne Wally, who has 14 lines in this movie. I don't see it. <laughs> Not saying she's not a good actress. Not saying mother. I don't like her character. She yes. screams mother out a lot. She like, does. Something I thought about what a while watching the movie is how the movie passes the Bechdel test because Sorsha uh, and her mother Borvada, Bor, Bor, blah, blah, Bav Morda. Bav Morda discuss the baby who is another woman. Um, mm. I, feel like, I feel like it was just like kind of accidentally passes it uh, considering <laughs> there are no other female characters and Joanne Wally's Sorsha is... Um, she becomes a good guy because Val Kilmer expresses her his love for her, I which mean, is which is it, we, fair enough. Because I would change sides too if Val Kilmer came to me and said, "I love you," and I'd be like, "Yes, Mister Kilmer, whatever you need." I mean, if you pay attention to the beginning of the movie, which I'm not saying you didn't, like yeah, she expresses yeah. doubts of this plan the entire time because she, like me, as soon as they were like, "All right, we're, we got the baby, let's kill it, <laughs> let's kill it," yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Like, what? Why? Yeah. Oh, because... But she was going to go through with it? She was going to go through with it. No, no, no. She questions the whole time. Like, she that's the whole She questions a little bit at the beginning, but then she doesn't, and she tries to escape. I, I really think that if it wasn't for... Val- I think that the, the real hero of this movie is not the titular Willow. 
played by the amazing Warwick Davis, but I think it is <laughs> Mad Mardigan's love. No, I, Which, no. if we really want to think about it, it's probably the pixie dust the brownies had. So that brownie, oh. whichever one it was, that hit him with the magic spell that made him fall in love with Sorsha, which made her switch sides, which made them. I, th- save I feel the baby. like I feel that literally anyone, <laughs> literally anyone could have. Like anyone with half a brain yeah. would have would have helped Sorsha change sides. Like it, it, she just sure. she, she was on the ledge. She just needed a. Push. You think she was she was ready? She was yeah, ready. Yeah, she just yeah. needed that. I mean, the only thing like, to grease the wheels. It just can't be Warwick Davis because it would just been really creepy. <laughs> well, he's married. Mean? He well, loves his wife. Yeah, but that he's but carrying he, around but, the lock of hair. But the love potion, the love uh, dust or whatever. I don't know. I It'd be interesting like, to see that he would. It, I would. I would bet you that he would be immune to to it. Why? Or at least he, I just, because he's a great sorcerer. He holds the <laughs> power of the universe in his finger. Yeah. Yeah. This one, this one for all for all you viewers and listeners. Yeah. Your this one right finger. here. Your own. Yes. No, uh, so it's a bit of a, a bit of a shame that Warwick didn't get top billing, but it is what it is. He is front and center on the cover art. And of course, he, he is, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, like I didn't expect, I didn't expect him to be as prominent as he is in this. Like I expected him to be a background character or just to show up on occasion because he's third billing. And because in the pilot of television show, he doesn't show up, but for the last 45 seconds, if that. And so I was, I was not expecting him to be the main character in the way that he is in this film. There are very few scenes that he's not in. I don't actually think we see any other characters except for Queen Bav Morda. Is that, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think like, do we even see Mad Mardigan without Willow being in the same, like in the vicinity, like in that scene? Um, we don't see him like he leaves with the baby. We don't see him again until Willow sees him. And then he's with Willow the rest of the movie. So that might not be fair. No, I don't think so. The only scene that I can think of right now is the beginning, mm-hmm. like the first 10 minutes. Oh, sure. There's yeah. the intro. And then there yeah. are some cutaways to the villains, but other than that, it sticks with Willow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the rest of the movie, so him being third billing and seeing how he's not even—he's not the main character in the Willow TV show. I assume you tell me if I'm wrong based on the second episode. Um, Is he more prominent then? Um, I don't want to talk about it. I just wasn't expecting it. I was—I'm ve- very happy with the way it is. I just wasn't expecting it based on everything else. If you go into this movie without knowing what it is, not watching any trailers, and not watching the sequel television show thirty years hmm. later, yeah, like you don't know who Willow is. Right until he appears right. on screen. So for me, you know, being a little kid, it was like we're gonna watch Willow, and I was like, okay, I don't know what that is, whatever. Right. And then you know, you see him, and you're like, cool. This movie's about him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like ten year old me didn't understand the concept of billing. Um, like who gets top, who gets you know second or whatever. So sure, sure, sure. I, I get the, I get all that. No, but but it is fascinating in the context outside of that. So it is. And I'm obviously I'm looking at it from a, a, from a yeah. different perspective. Like if I had just watched this film, I wouldn't go and dissect it like this. Sure. Warwick Davis. And this is kind of where we got cut off <laughs> because of my blue screen issue. I was going to compare him to Doug Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doug Jones is, is an actor that we've both talked about loving. And he is in so many things that we love, but never really as himself. And Warwick Davis has a very similar, not exact, not exactly the same, but a very similar career in which he's playing characters in which he's dressed up as something else. He's a leprechaun. He's an Ewok, whatever. Mm-hmm. And 
I think a lot of people will say that they love Doug Jones and he's a great actor and blah, 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 right? But there's always that little bit, there's always that person who has a little bit of an asterisk on it because like, oh, well, he's he's a different type of performer. He's a contortionist or he's this, that, or the other, right? It's, but I think I think it's really cool to see a movie with Warwick where he's not playing a leprechaun or an alien of some sort, sure. right? Like we, uh, if you look at his uh, uh, his filmography, he's been in every Star Wars film since Return of the Jedi as different characters. I mean, he plays Wicket the Ewok, and I think in all the Ewok films. But outside of that, he's he's playing a different character in yeah. each of the sequels and all the other spinoffs. Do you think he did that because he didn't want to get typecast as Wicket? What do you or mean? Would it just like, or would it just? Why didn't he reprise the role of Wicket? And subsequent sequels. How long do you think Ewoks live? I don't know. What's the lifespan of an Ewok? Google it. Wikipedia knows. Wikipedia does know. They know everything. (laughs) Continue. Uh... (laughs) No, I just, uh, I think he's a great actor. And I think it's a shame that, and I, I don't know, maybe he really likes it. So maybe I'm projecting a little bit. But I think it's a shame that most people don't realize that he's in all of these things. Or sure. they only know him as Wicket, or they only know him as the Leprechaun, which, yeah. um, whatever. whatever. Wikipedia has no definite information on how long an Ewok lives. And also, if an Ewok showed up, then they would have to add to the lore, you know what I mean? So, Well, there's already there was already lore in here about how they adapt to advanced technology quickly and have been dispersed throughout the galaxy. So Okay, I found, Jaw- a, I found a... Jawas, I guess. I found a canon source for, <laughs> let's see, Ewoks live... Uh, 60 plus years. So not quite oh, yeah. as long as humans, which are listed as 80 plus years. Uh, this is from the uh, Star Wars Saga Edition RPG mm. rulebook. So if you're rolling an Ewok character. Uh, well, yeah. that's no longer canon. So It's considered, yeah, none of it's canon. <laughs> none of it's real. None of it's real. Um, <sighs> I'd like to talk about some of the other actors for just a yes, quick moment. Yes, I didn't mean to. Uh, I, no, I kind of meandered to my point about work, but no, No, that's go. fine. So we got... Tony Cox playing Volknar. Yeah. If you don't know who Tony Cox is, uh, Bad Santa. <laughs> uh, Kevin Pollock plays Rule, one of the brownies. Um, Kevin Pollock, quite prolific. You might have recognized him from um, the Whole Nine Yards, The Usual Suspects, A Few Good Men. There's just he's been in a lot. He's been in a lot of stuff. I, I always get him in. Um, um, who's the guy who's doing all the Star Wars stuff? It's not John Favreau. The other guy, Kevin. Is it Kevin no. Feige? No. No, no, no. Star Wars stuff. That's what I... Yeah. No, it's not Kevin Feige. He's the Marvel guy. You dumb, oh, Okay. Dumb. No, well, you um, asked me who a Disney person is who's doing Star Wars stuff. I thought that Kevin no. Feige had done some of it. No, no, no. He's... No, that's not who it is. Hold John Favreau's done all of it. Dave Fellini. Dave Fellini. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah, who that yeah, is. Yeah. He he's, Look, he was involved with a lot of the Clone Wars stuff, but I always get him and Kevin Pollock confused. That's 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 all. That was my whole point. Oh, he did like a bunch of the animated stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What has he made good Star Wars? Because I'm not seeing it on this list. Uh, no, he was I mean, he was a uh, a voice in Rogue One. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna just scoot on past that. Um, <laughs> Mark Northover, Burgle Cut, the big man. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Shout out to Ron Howard for employing people that can actually do the roles that he wants them to do, which is very cool. You don't often see it because, you know, just because you're a little person doesn't mean you can't be an actor, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, yeah. Well, you know. Well, it takes, I mean, people come in all shapes and sizes, and so we need actors in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's just, yeah. it's cool that they actually. Oh, yeah. I mean, that they had the whole village of little people as opposed to doing what Peter Jackson did, 
what, 20 years later, or how many years <laughs> later? That's not even 20. It was when, like, 12, 13 years later, something like something that. Something like that, yeah. And just did forced perspective and all this. Like, eh. And that's cool. Had children as stand-ins, that type of thing. Yeah. Like, I get but, it. You know, there's different limitations and, and whatnot, but. And then uh, I've actually figured out a um a, a cameo corner. Oh. Actor is it, in this movie. Is it Val Kilmer? No. <laughs> it's General Kale, the okay. guy with the skull helmet, played by Which one Pat awesome. Roach. May may or may not have recognized Pat Roach from Raiders of the Lost Ark. He is the German mechanic who gets into the boxing match with Harrison Ford and then oh. ultimately meets his demise in the propellers. Oh. Uh, he's also um, one of the Sherpas at the beginning, okay. which is kind of cool. And then he's also in Temple of Doom as one of the guards. So he's been in some Lucas film yeah. stuff. And then, and then my personal favorite, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, as the Celtic chieftain. So definitely a, um, not not necessarily a that guy, but a guy who, you know, it's a cameo. It's a cameo corner. Sure. I would not have recognized him in any of that because he has this skull helmet oh, yeah, and yeah, the mutton yeah. chops or whatever. Sure. No, just yeah. if you look at his picture on IMDb, it's just him as the German mechanic. Yeah, it is. Rad. Awesome. My cameo corner is Val Kilmer. <laughs> Give me a cameo. <laughs> uh, yes, he's my cameo. All right, fair enough. Uh, he was in. I don't know if you've ever seen any of these movies. Hmm. I'm not familiar with his work. Fill me in a little. Okay, bit. let me fill you in. So he kicks off everything with Top Secret <laughs> in 1984, and then he's in Real Genius in '85, Top Gun in '86. I've never heard of those movies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you should. You should. Uh, should watch Top Gun. It's classic. Uh, the sequel's pretty good myself. too. Yes, yeah. familiarize yourself with his work here. Uh, <laughs> then you know he's in Willow in '88. Uh, he's in The Doors in '91. Man, what a run! True Romance, Tombstone as Doc Holliday in 1993. Then he plays Batman in '95 and Batman Forever. He's in Heat, The Island of Doctor Moreau, The Saint, fantastic film. Let's see. Let's see. Red Planet. I'm just trying to pick out ones I recognize. A bunch of stuff in the early 2000s I don't know. Do, do, Man. do. Should have like, been an episode of Entourage, apparently. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. 86 to like uh, 1998, man. What yeah, a he's run. killing it. He's killing it. I'm trying His to see if there's anything newer. Goes off the rails a little bit. Um, eh, he just gets subdued. I think Batman didn't do to his career what he had hoped. Well, <laughs> I think Batman might have been uh, not the right type of turning point. I mean, as we also find out later on in his life, he experiences some health issues. Sure. My personal favorite um, Kilmer performance is, um, did you ever see 13, The Conspiracy? The Conspiracy. The show, show, not the game? No, no. Kilmer's in it. He plays a character called Le Mongoose, which I think is French for mongoose. Um, Mm. But he almost plays the exact same character in MacGruber (laughs) a couple (laughs) years later as Kunth. Uh, Yeah. Well, I know uh, you mentioned you mentioned health issues. He wasn't able to be in the Willow TV show because he was recovering from COVID nineteen, like on top of everything yeah. else. So it's yeah, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yeah, what a great actor. That smile. Whether or not we see him on on the screen again, it, it just you know, I, I like him. Homeboy's brought a lot of joy in my life. I wish him well. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? Did you see Top Gun Maverick? No, I did not. Okay. You should do yourself a favor. Watch Top yeah, Gun maybe. Maverick. Yeah. It's Hold good stuff. Hold on a second. Did he... He married Joanne Wally? <laughs> yeah. They're I didn't even know that. March 1988 to February 96. 
they that's met glorious. while on the film Willow. There you go. That's yeah, man. That's cool. That's really that's cool. pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, look at that. A real life love story came out of this. <laughs> do you think that uh, whatever it is? Do you think Kevin Pollock punched him in the nose? <laughs> nah. <laughs> then he was like, he, he's like Joanne. <laughs> I think it's good. My favorite part of that scene is directly afterwards when they, after they've, they've done the little, the sh- the, the shield slot, like snow the slide, slide thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. And they land and then Willow's like, hey, what, what were you doing back there? And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, what's well, all that stuff with Sorsha? And he's like, what? He's like, he told you, you loved her. And he's like, I hate Sorsha. She kicked me in the face. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> Yeah, man. She did. <laughs> she kicked me. Booted him. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh man. That's really what good. a great <laughs> what a great scene. Him coming to his senses. Yeah. So funny. Speaking so of funny. scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your favorite scene in this movie? Oh man. Favorite scene in this movie. I mean, I've already mentioned the pub scene. Okay. Like everything that happens in there. Fantastic. I think just to have a little variety. Honestly, I laughed at all of the bits. Where he's like, no, we're not keeping this baby. And then his wife just ignores him and carries yeah. the baby in. Yeah. And then they they go to give the baby to the council. And they're like, yeah, we're going to kill whatever's responsible. They start backing out. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that subtle, like, like it's, it's funny. It's very dire at that point because they're talking about killing this kid. Uh, they don't know what they're talking about. But yeah. just those little bits, like the, the physical kind of humor, if that makes sense. I got gotcha. stage no, I, humor almost. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm the man of this house. So they're just like, yeah, whatever kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the scenes with the brownies are also really interesting because you think Willow is the, he's the little person. He's going to be the smallest, you know, it's the whole Hobbit thing. Right. But then they come across three, four inch tall brownies that he, and they're tied down. Like it's Gulliver's tail, Gulliver's travels or whatever. Yeah. And he just screams at him. Like he stomps at him. Like he's huge. There's a lot of really good scenes. I can't believe you asked me to pick one. I just picked three. I'm very sorry. No, that's all right. I think my favorite is, um, the battle of Tyrus lean is definitely my favorite part, but, I, but I do like the, I, I do like the moment where first off mad Mardigan. What a glorious name. You know what yes. I mean? Like, I, for years, I didn't know. Like, I thought Mad was his first name. Or, like, his his real name was Mardigan. They just called him Mad Mardigan because he's crazy. Right. And shout out to Eric for, like, having the opportunity to win the war. Because, I mean, it's what he said. He's like, dude, get me out of here. Give me a sword. And I'll win this war for you. And that's exactly what he does, right? <laughs> Yeah, all along yeah. the way, you know what I mean. But uh, no, the Battle of Tirasleen is great. Everything about it, like the um, like the setup when they mm-hmm. get there, he starts setting up all those traps. There's a couple scenes where, um, or a couple shots in that scene where uh, he shoots a guy with a crossbow and he's got a Darth Vader helmet. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you spot any of them? No. If you go back to that scene, you watch it. He jumps out from behind like a basket and shoots a guy with a crossbow, and the guy's right. like, Ugh. And he just had, he's wearing the Darth Vader helmet. Oh, it's but not the like, mask, just the helmet. Well, no, it's, it's the mask. Like, oh, interesting. It's everything. It's got some gold filigree. It's, it's pretty neat. Huh. Shout out. I'll have to check George. that out. Yeah. No, I loved everything about it. Uh, yeah. The, and like the monster shows up. <laughs> he, he runs out with them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they just like, oh, hold on. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't be in here. Um, no, everything, like instant, everything like, about it. Here's this Hydra thing. 
uh, refighting? Oh, we're still fighting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I think that's the moment when when she falls in love with him when he jumps onto that catapult. Like yeah. That's <laughs> and it's, that's that's my whole point. That's why I was like, he's mad. Like he's mad, Martigan. Like he's crazy. Uh, that's that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if you noticed, but Eric, the blonde guy. Uh huh. That's who he names their son after. Like this. The oh, son his son. The son in the show is named Eric. Yeah, I'd already blacked out name. on yeah. <laughs> on the show. I'm sorry. So here's my um, Eric played by Gavin O O'Hurley. O'Hurley. Hurley. 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 Passed away last year. Hurley. Oh, sorry, Gavin. Fif- yeah, 1951 to 2021. Insane. Yeah, I liked him but in this. It was he was good. My big nitpick of this movie. Mm. I'm Queen Bathmorda, right? I'm no. trying to I'm I'm trying to conquer death itself. I can see it. You know? I can see it. I, I I can call down lightning. I can call down thunder. I can, can turn armies into pigs. Yeah, yeah. I'm all powerful, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why are her bodyguards just two old dudes in robes? Right? Like I know General Kale's out there yeah. trying to win the war, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, I, I feel like you should have some like armored troops or something. Like where are the guards at the door? Like <laughs> why? <laughs> Why is she isn't performing this, this ritual Wait, with isn't just this two the, dudes? This is the exact same complaint you had about the prince and the princess yes. in the Willow TV show. There's a lack of personal yeah. bodyguards in the Willow universe. I, look, man, the, just look. But, look, but the only Sorcia difference learned. between it. She's got bodyguards in the TV show. She was like, yeah. I saw what happened to my mom. I'm out. Yeah. The, like, <laughs> we talk about, you know, hinching, hinching never pays, right? Nope. It's never be a hitch. But... It, it, if you're gonna pay, if if you're gonna be the hincher mm-hmm, or the hinchy, mm-hmm. the hincher, the big bad. If you're gonna be the big bad, yeah, yeah, you gotta hinch the right way. And I don't think she did. I don't think she did. Yeah. And uh, again, my guard, my my personal guard in a in a in a room in a ritual room yeah, that yeah. is going to I'm going to be sacrificing a child apparently to lightning. I'd have more than just two old guys in robes. <laughs> And what was their yeah. what was their swords? They whip them out. They're like sickles. Like that's yeah. not that's not an effective. It's not going to work out. Weapon. <laughs> it's not going to work out at all. Yeah, yeah. That's a common. You know, it is. It is uh, yeah, yeah. Just idiot just of the idiot of the movie. Interesting. <laughs> Bad Morta. <laughs> oh, I guess uh, spoilers for the Willow TV show. Kevin Pollock comes back to play the brownie rule. Oh no, I knew that for one episode. I saw, I saw an interview about him. Mm. Reprising the role, mm. yeah, interesting. So, yeah, interesting. no, Morda, is the idiot because as soon as the baby's born, yeah, she doesn't take it right. Mm. Like, why does she say? She says, "Bring it to me. Go prepare." Because she's the queen. She doesn't do things for herself. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I get it. Okay. Why okay. didn't she take the midwife with mm. her? You grab the baby and come with me. <laughs> this movie would have been all over. This movie wouldn't have even happened. <laughs> Right, if Bad yeah, Morda isn't that's a complete it. idiot, she is an idiot. <laughs> I'm just saying, she gotta. I have I have nothing. She's the idiot of the film. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's it. Do you like the way this this show does magic? Yeah, it's fun. It's like, very like uh, your own willpower with an implement and the right words. Like it's it, but it's also kind of muddy, right? Like he has magic acorns and then whatever he throws at the beginning that turns into a bird. It's pretty neat. Like uh, I wonder how much of that is like because they even talk about like you know very few people are born with the gift, right? It's pretty interesting. Would you consider this low 
fantasy? No, it was high fantasy. Well, I, I guess what I mean is like if you're playing a fantasy game, right? Right. Whether it's a tabletop or a video game or a board game or whatever, magic users are common. I yeah. think Lord of the Rings does it really well, where very few individuals have what you could consider magic, but you can imbue things with magical like enchantments or elements, right? I guess. That's why like Aragorn's sword, like it was, you know, it's yeah, it's it was forged blessed and, and renamed to whatever. Yeah. So I guess, but I mean, because like Lord of the Rings, when I think of magic users, I guess the elves have their own style of magic, but it's just like an innate ability. Yeah. But for like, but like wizards and sorcerers, you have a handful, right? It's right, not right. That, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. But that's still high fantasy. Yeah. Right. Well, I get in like, I, maybe it's the way this movie's shot and we only see like the, we never see like Rivendell or Minas Tirith, right? right? We right. we never see we they never go into like the big splendid it's, kingdom until the very end. How about how about this? It's it's a high fantasy story set in like a like a dark fantasy world. Yeah, I guess dark fantasy is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, like yeah. a grim, right? Yeah, yeah. It's very much grim. They're in the mud. But then the story itself and the elements around Willow are very much high fantasy. So it's kind of okay. it's a nice mix. It's a very nice mix. Yeah. I like it. Like, I like that it's unique. I like that yeah. it's different. But it's similar enough to where you don't have to, if, you, if you're if you a fan of fantasy, you see the similarities. They're there to help guide to, to better understanding of everything that's going on. But they're mm-hmm. not in the way. They're not copying things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Queen Bav Morda. I thought she was our idiot. Her outfit <laughs> is fantastic. Yeah, it is. Like the mummy wraps, like um, because yeah. I, I re- if I remember right, this I this movie came out right around the time when Thundercats or no no I watched this movie probably right after Thundercats became syndicated, and okay. so she and Mumra were definitely like overlapping with the way that they did the the wraps and the capes and the crown, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very much so. <laughs> the costuming in general in this movie is pretty good considering the budget. Do you know thirty-five the million dollars? Thirty-five million <laughs> in nineteen eighty-eight. Box office of, of one hundred and thirty-seven million, and they didn't do a sequel. I mean, I would consider that a. You're going what four times? Just about four times over budget. No sequel. I Interesting. Don't I don't. I mean, it's, it's also weird. Lucas. So who the heck knows? It's just weird they never made a sequel. Like yeah, and it's like weird we, that they never have and never will. Yeah. In any capacity. That's right. Yeah. It needs to stay that way. You know, rewatching this film the last time, I know that there was, sorry, obviously I watched it the first time. So you rewatching this mm-hmm. film, this most recent time, I know that there was one question on your mind the entire time. And that was, who the heck do I cast Kelsey Grammer as? <laughs> so I know you've given this a lot of thought. And the blank stare in your face tells me that I was wrong. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. No, I, I usually, I'm usually really, really good at casting him. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is definitely the KG scene. I feel like he's the angry man at the bar. Yeah. After he finds, like, that Val Kilmer's, um, he knows this dude's wife. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the angry guy who gets mad and beats up the soldiers. That's Kelsey Grammer to me. The guy who was like, I'll ask a, another woman to in, be with me in front of my yeah. wife, but how dare yeah. she? Yeah. That oh, for sure. Idiot. Oh, no, totally. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I think he'd have a lot of fun with that with that scene. Uh, I was going to cast him as a third brownie uh, <laughs> who's just fed up with the the rest of them. But I mean, like, yeah. I mean, dude, right. like you, I mean, look, you, you keep Kevin Pollock. I mean, Rick Overton. Uh, I said I said a third brownie. I said no, a third. No, no, no. I'm 
We're not creating rules for these people. <laughs> it's Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, no, I'm not, that's, that's what I'm saying. We don't have to create a new one. We can just he can be someone else. All right. We'll All just right. that guy's fired. Kelsey Grammer <laughs> takes his place. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Wow. No, 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 no. I think that's great. I think yeah. that's really good. Yeah. No, but I think because yeah. he just has like he's big. He is. He's, he's bulky. Which is why it would be funny to yeah. see him as a brownie. But for sure, sure. sure. Yeah. No, awesome. He's lug for me. All right, lug. That's a good one. That's a good one. I love that Val Kimmer walks off with the baby. The next time we see him, he's dressing up as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> he's cross-dressing to hide. I'm just like, <laughs> what is this guy doing? How did he get from point A to point B? Why is he not he's, looking for this baby? Dude, he's mad Martigan, <laughs> man. He's mad. Oh, man, it's good. Oh, it's good. Do you have anything else you want to shout out or uh, or bring up before we, we wrap up? No. Um, I mean, like I said before, this is just... Um, I mean, this is definitely like a Pantheon movie for me. Like in in terms of just like a, a movie that I want to watch when I want to have fun. There's very few things about this movie that don't make me have fun. Yeah. Special shout out to the wagon chase scene, which is I, I think is only like eight or nine minutes, but I feel like like a really intense eight or nine minutes. Like still even to this day, when Willow goes out to grab the reins, I'm like, don't fall, don't yeah. fall, Willow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and then, good. Um, it's very and then, fun. <laughs> and then when they're they uh, they chop the rope holding the barrels. And that guy, like you see his face, and he's like, like it's just it's 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 a lot of comedy. There's three Wilhelm screams in this movie. I counted them. Only three, huh? Yeah, and one of them happens in the in that scene. Interesting, interesting, <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, uh, we'd love to hear what y'all thought of Willow. Whether you're watching it for the first time in 2022 or you've seen it a few dozen times. Uh, throughout your childhood and, and into, I guess, adulthood. You can let us know by emailing us at sci-fi-wiseguys at gmail.com. While you're doing that, also give us suggestions for other things we should watch and or review and or consume, uh, whether it's old, new, whatever, as long as it's sci-fi and we can stream it somewhere, we'll check a look at it. Stay healthy, stay hydrated, and uh, I don't know, like, just kill the baby when you have a chance, I guess. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if a chi- child is prophesized to uh, to bring about your death, I, I guess kill it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I've not been in that situation. I can't tell you what to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> bad move, bad word. Bye. Bye. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, it's what I felt at the time. <laughs> nice. I'm nice. sorry. Not sorry. It's oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I said the sentence, or or a sentence that resembles "kill the baby" a lot in this in this episode. <laughs> Just kill it. There's the whole yeah. thing. Like, if she'd killed it, yeah, she wouldn't be immortal, but she would also wouldn't die, right? Like, it's like, no, I'm just saying they should have immediately performed the ritual right then and there. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. Idiot of the movie. Okay. That or the baby could have just been born not in the castle, so they wouldn't know it existed. Idiot baby. Gosh, I can't believe. <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, I can't believe we messed that one up. Wow. <laughs>